Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Uh, Andrew Shear, the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, joins us. Mr. Shear, thank you so much for the time. It's always a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, talk to us, please, about this this campaign that's directed at Justin Trudeau. As I said, I, it, 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 it's effective, and, uh, and, and my sense tells me that one concern you may have the Conservative Party may have, that the certain major media are clearly supportive of Trudeau and the Liberals. Well, the the purpose of the ad is to highlight where Justin Trudeau has exercised poor judgment and where he has proven to be not who he said he was going to be. Uh, we all remember the 2015 election campaign. He was uh, pretending to be all things to all people and, and, and made all kinds of grand promises, uh, many of, uh, most of which he has had no intention on following through on. So we're using his own words in, in many of these ads. Uh, we're using uh, examples where he said one thing and then did another, and uh, showing Canadians that uh, he is not who he says he, he he is not who he said he was, and he's, he's not as advertised. Yeah, he's taken shots at you as well, and comparing early suggesting that you and Ontario Premier Doug Ford may be leaders of some alt right cabal. Yeah, and, and you know that's that's pretty typical stuff. It, it's pretty typical for the Liberals uh, to lash out like that. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Uh, you can always tell when you're winning arguments on uh, on ideas with liberals because they start to invent things and, 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 and go after the smear campaigns and make all kinds of leaps of logic and, uh, you know, in many cases uh, accuse me of some of the very things they've done themselves. Uh, so uh, I don't believe Canadians are fooled by that. Uh, I know the Liberals tried it in Ontario against Doug Ford. The NDP certainly tried it against uh, Jason Kenney in Alberta. Uh, we're going to stick to vigorous debates on issues, and I'll, I'll attack Mr. Trudeau on his record, on, on his broken promises, uh, but uh, we'll leave that kind of nasty uh, stuff to, uh, to, to to him. Yeah, a lot of us have memories of things that he said and things that he's done. The one that stays with me is when he said to the veteran in Edmonton, why are we suing uh, veterans in court? Because they're asking for more than we can give right now. That one is just absolutely burrowed itself into the center of my brain. Oh, it, it, absolutely. And I remember almost spitting out my, my, my coffee when I saw that. You know, here's, here's a prime minister who promised during the election campaign that he was going to end the court battles between veterans groups and the government. And he used some of his own MP candidates at the time who had served in the military as props behind him uh, to make this announcement. And then he, he goes and, and relaunches the court action. Here's a guy who sent $10.5 million to Omar Khadr, right. who tweeted away $50 million uh, to impress an American celebrity, who has thrown money at so many problems without any kind of accountability or plan, massive deficits. And then a decorated war hero who has come back from serving his country with injuries, with, uh, with disabilities, is told that with him, there's, there's no more money left. And I just found that so offensive. And I think that was, I think that was a turning point in, in the terms of public perception of Justin Trudeau, watching him say that to that veteran. That was just awful. And it spoke uh, volumes to me about, about Mr. Trudeau. Now, um, Andrew Leslie former uh, lieutenant general in the Canadian Armed Forces, one of the most senior uh, army officers, uh, leaving the Liberals, will not run for them on October the 21st, and he has indicated that he uh, is is willing to be and may well have been called or on the list of witnesses for Admiral Mark Norman. What are your thoughts? 
Well, it's it's very significant. Uh, I know that Andrew Leslie uh, has a distinguished career in the military. He, I, I, I believe he would have unique insight into how the upper ranks of, uh, of, of our armed forces works and, and how that intersects with, with cabinet. I, I Obviously, there's more to the story than what the government uh, would have us believe, and there are certainly echoes of the SNC-Lavalin scandal here, where we've been told for, for weeks, and in this case months, that there, this is all uh, nothing to see here. It's a normal uh, course of action. And then to have a sitting Liberal Member of Parliament testify against the government in favour of Martin Norman, I do believe that we're going to uh, be surprised at some of the the facts that come out in this case. Uh, Mark Norman is not getting his legal fees covered. No. Uh, Justin Trudeau and Jerry Butts and Michael Hornick, uh, they all get their legal fees co- covered when it comes to uh, the SNC Lavalin and other scandals. Uh, they are treating Mark Norman uh, very poorly on, on, on that aspect of things. And, and clearly, Andrew Leslie is deciding to, to make a stand for it and uh, against it and, and you know, testify on his behalf. Mr. Scheer, the polling uh, of uh, Canadian voters is clearly in your favor. And as I said yesterday, we spoke to the Angus Reid people, and 41% of progressives who voted for Trudeau in 2015 don't like the job he's doing. 51% of them said they're looking around for somebody else to vote for. You're leading in other national polls. What are the, what are the priority items for a conservative government led by Andrew Scheer? What's, what's the shortlist priority items that you would get at on day one? Well, I have made the promise that the first item of business is to scrap the liberal carbon tax. Uh, This is a a new tax that is already leading to increases in costs for things like home heating and for gas. We know gas prices are hitting record highs. Uh, We are going to have a cost of living uh, agenda. There's a real cost of living crunch going on in Canada right now. More and more Canadians feeling like they're falling behind, not making it to the end of the month, $200 away from, from, from not being able to pay all their bills. And everywhere we look, everything is getting more expensive from housing, mentioned gasoline, groceries going up. And so we're going to be implementing a series of policies that all aim at lowering the cost of living so that Canadians can get ahead and not just get by. Um, One thing that I find troubling, and I'm hearing a lot about it, and we've talked about it on the air, we're hearing it from senior political leaders, from premiers uh, of provinces, and that is the the concern about national unity, the concern about the Canadian Federation, the concern about the cohesiveness or lack of cohesiveness in Canada. A lot of it points back to Mr. Trudeau, and as far as Mr. Kenny's concerned, uh, one of the issues is Bill C-69. But the issue of divisiveness, and I spoke yesterday with Scott Moe, who you know well, the Premier of Saskatchewan, and he raised, I mean, we talked about divisions, and the Premier specifically wanted to speak to that. Would you address that, please? The, the, we, we, we have a great country, and yet there is such frustration that one of the levers that people are reaching for is the secession lever. There is definitely an increased sense of that, and uh, I, I, you know, I lay a lot of that at the feet of Justin Trudeau. He has engaged in all kinds of divisive types of attack. If you disagree with his handling of the border situation, he calls you uh, intolerant and un-Canadian. If you stand up for the energy sector, he accuses you of, you know, uh, pandering to to big oil. If you uh, fight his carbon tax, he calls you a climate change denier. And... All of that is, is is offensive to many, many people who have legitimate concerns about his handling of all these files. When it comes to national unity, I, I am very 
worried about that when uh, the escalation in the in the sentiments of the last few years uh, coming from Western Canada. It, but I, I, again, it's a direct result of uh, breaking of the deal, so to speak, uh, of of Mr. Trudeau imposing Bill C sixty nine, the No More Pipelines Bill, the carbon tax, uh, canceling Northern Gateway and Energy East have landlocked Alberta's energy. And that was by design. Justin Trudeau and his key advisors have wanted this. They, 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 they talked about this for years, that this is a goal. And I know people in my home province of Saskatchewan and in Alberta, they're, they're happy to participate in, in this in confederation. They're proud Canadians. But there does have to be uh, a balance. There has to be that, that sense of partnership. Now, when you have a government that is so hostile to uh, the resource sector that is the lifeblood of, uh, of those two prairie provinces, uh, it is causing a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe it's fixable. It's fixable with a conservative government that will repeal the carbon tax, repeal C-69, and promote our energy around the world. And once and for all, and I think this is where, where people's passions get really inflamed, is we're told in Western Canada that we have to phase out the energy sector, and that uh, there's a problem with our oil and gas, yet nothing is done on the East Coast when tanker after tanker of foreign oil comes into our markets. And I will always stand up for Canadian energy over Saudi, American, and Algerian uh, oil and gas. Yeah, 850,000 barrels every day. Mm-hmm. Every 850,000. We, uh, we, we should be independent. We, we, we do not need to be uh, importing oil and gas. We do not need to be importing energy. And when you have a private sector company pr- promoting a pipeline to take Western Canadian energy to Eastern Canadian markets to displace that foreign oil. Uh, we don't need a government like Justin Trudeau, or a prime minister like Justin Trudeau, killing that. No. Uh, we need a government that says, okay, let's make sure it meets standards, let's make sure it, it hits those environmental targets, that there's adequate, uh, and not just adequate, but dynamic consultation with First Nations. But let's get it built. Let's, let's, let's finally be the country where we can get big things built again. I have one more question for you. What did you make of his performance last night at the, the press dinner? Uh, I, I, th- I thought it was fine. It was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's always tough for politicians to be funny. It's, it's uh, you know, usually we spend all our time uh, going over policies and, and, and prepping for speeches. But I thought that I thought Justin Trudeau had a few good-natured shots at me. Took a few uh, self-deprecating shots at himself, and uh, and overall, it was, uh, it was a good-natured event last night. All right. Well, it's good to talk to you, and you're leading in the polls, so. Um you know, Canadians are looking at you very carefully and looking at the Conservative Party very carefully. And uh, I always appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you very much. All the very best. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.